Yo, Adam. Yes. This is very unusual for me. I am totally ill-prepared because I have no idea what we're talking about today. But okay. I have a premonition. Okay. Does it have something to do with this? Exactly. Oh, great. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice coming at you. This is an open studio podcast. Go to openstudiojazz.com for more information. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying it out. I'm trying, it's like a hat. I'm like putting a hat on. It might be a hat on a hat. hat. Yeah, it could be a hat on a hat for sure. We're going to have to do an episode one time. First of all, welcome in. Yeah. Welcome into all of our new listeners. This is April. Did you know that? This is crazy, man. Can you believe it's April? I can't believe it's April. 2023. It's like a it's like a science fiction movie already. I can't believe it's not a Are you familiar with I can't believe it's not a law firm law firm? You ever heard that? No. That's in a mall in Springfield. Is it really? It was used to be on The Simpsons. It was one of their brilliant oh, names. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe because it used to be like, I can't believe it's not yogurt. It, it was like a little bit of a mall thing for a while. Did you ever watch that show Arrested Development? No, I haven't. So there was a lawyer on there called Bob Loblaw. <laughs> And he had a blog that was all about being a lawyer, and it was called Bob Blah Blah's Law Blog, <laughs> which I think is a very funny joke. Bob Blah Blah's Law. Uh, anyway, before we before we get too deep into, uh, I can't believe it's not a jazz podcast. Law podcast. puns. <laughs> what are we What are we talking about today? Oh, I, this is this is on me. So today I wanted to talk about. And just to be clear from the intro, I really don't have any idea. You, you were don't like, no. We were just having a coffee down the street, yeah. And you said, Oh, I got it. I got it. I'm, you're you're going to be you're going to love this. I'm not going to tell you till we get into the episode. I, well, I wanted to talk about something that we've t- certainly hit, hinted upon here, but I want to just reinforce a very important point that uh, I think is enlightening. I think a lot of people don't even realize is important, and that is when you, Peter, when you hear someone who has really great chords, like yes. who's really good at at comping or harmony, or really good arranger, and yeah. can really harmonize things well, yep. your initial thought would be like, oh, I wish I knew those voicings, or I wish I knew those chords. But what you're really hearing when you're hearing someone who's good at chords or good at harmony, yeah. you're hearing good voice leading. Yes. It's not a, It's not as much about the chords as it, is preach, it about brother, preach. how they can link chords together. Yeah. That's actually more important than hip voicings. Yeah. Like, you can play quote unquote hip voicings or good sounding voicings and it could still sound amateurish it could still sound sophomoric it could still Whoa. sound uh, uh fresh more egregious egregious it could <laughs> no it could still sound bad basically like you could play these kind of voicings those sound pretty good actually it's fine, right? Right, but is it as good as like, <laughs> right? You know these sort of voice leading tools that all the great compers and harmonists use to create, you know, basically a really beautiful flow between voices. Yeah. So that's kind of like more important even than the voicings you play is are you working on your voice leading and how can we do that so luckily we have some ways to start well it's like the it's like the old saying goes you can lead a horse to a voicing but can you lead them to a progression feed 
a that's an old saying where feed, <laughs> feed a man a uh, a fish feed him a core a comping voicing he'll eat one time but feed him how le- to do voice leading and he'll eat all night are you just making this up no yeah okay i'm gonna send you a gideon's bible you are making learn a up. lot of stuff okay so all right a couple of a couple of things so first of all do you agree that that voice leading is yes. as important as I'm making it out to be. Because no, I, I feel do. like people overlook voice leading a lot when they're talking about harmony. I absolutely do. And I wrote down a couple of uh, areas that might be analogous and helpful to our listeners. Clothing. In other words, think about chords or voicings as like pieces of clothing. Say you have a nice top and a bottom and a hat yeah. and a scarf. They might all individually be fantastic. And then you put them together and you look like a clown because they don't fit together. That's like individual chord voicings without good voice leading, without being part of a progression. That's right. And also ingredients to a fine meal. Nothing wrong with a little saffron. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little corn syrup. That's Nothing. Right. Well, actually, there is something wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a, a you know a, a duck loin. Nothing wrong with a, yeah. you know these different things. But if you don't put them together correctly, that's where the magic is, right? It's not about the ingredients. It's about the the uh, the complete package. And I think that's a great way to look at chord voicings. And it should preclude folks from being like, "Show me a good voicing over a blank chord." That drives right. me crazy because I'm like, no, show me, you know, where are you coming from and where, where are, are you going? going and why does that matter? So how do you practice this? Like, how do you get started on this without it getting into like, I have to pay attention to all of the voices in the chord and where each right. one is going. And the rules and regulations. No, you can actually practice this in sort of this series. And it actually starts, Peter, at our, you know, one of the very first things we learn in our very first piano lessons. Do you remember this? Yeah. One, four, five, four, one. One, four, five, dominant, one. Yep. And you're like, oh, yeah, like I was five years old. But right. now that you are someone who is building harmony, yep. re-examine what this is and why this is one of the first things you learn and why this is important. There's a lot of important things. So first of all, it starts with a plagal cadence yep. and then a perfect cadence. All I right. always thought that was a fun fact. I used to think that was a pagan cadence. A pagan cadence. Could be. <laughs> uh, That's fun. Let's just let's just break it down here. This perfect cadence, right? The yep. G seven to the C. Yeah. So this series here is so important. There's a couple of things that I want you to notice, right? Where are these voices going? So the third of the dominant chord. So this is G seven to C, and I'm literally playing here in my right hand. The G seven is B, F, and G, three notes to a C triad, C, E, and G, right? So the B resolves a half step up to the C, and the F. Resolves a half step down to the E, and the G stays the same. Yep. You can now take this into other inversions. So check it out. If we were to take this G up, the same rules apply, right, for voice leading. If we were to take it up again, this G dominant triad, where you're thinking about there is no fifth, the fifth has moved up to the dominant seven. Right. That's a triad is so important because of this surrounding thing. And we can take that to all the voicings that we use. So if you do, say, like a 5-1 in the key of B flat, right, thinking about the voice leading so it's not this. Right, mm. how... Me no likey. Right, let, let the natural voice leading happen. The half step pull of the seventh from the dominant to the third of the one and the third of the dominant to the tonic or to something like staying on the seventh works with great voice leading as well. So that's like one great way to work on this. The other way is to is to start doing it in root three, five, seven. 
and practicing things like drop voicings with this. So if we do root three, five, seven, and we do, let's say we do a drop two, right? Drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Practicing this drop two, root three, five, seven, and where things should resolve with good voice leading yeah. is super important. was bad. See, how, see the difference between that? Yep. Hearing that F go down here. And so, just to clarify, when you say that was bad, you mean that sounded bad. I mean, it doesn't sound bad, but it's not very no. strong. Because right. there's some voicings, some voices moving that's strong. That's not strong. That's strong. That's okay. Yeah. But that's stronger. Yeah. Like working on these basic voice leading principles will help you when you want to do some more advanced things to realize yeah. that there are, you know, then you start getting into things like, you know, the difference between drop two and drop three. These kinds of things, like those kind of resolutions, some things, exactly. But those things are so crucial for making our chords sound good. What doesn't sound great, in my opinion, is doing things where, like, if you were to play, like, Have You Met Miss Jones, right? Mm. I already hate that. No. No. But each one individually sounds fine. Each one is a great voicing on its own. But just sort of putting them in random places yeah. without considering where the voices are moving, knowing that there's some natural voice leading baked in, that the dominant chords have a natural partner to right. them, right? So right. this... A place they're going. A place they're going. This dominant chord has natural resolution points. This right. one has a different one. This one has a different one. Yeah. Like all of those things, and that was actually... And it's not to say that once you get the sort of you know, most logical or obvious place that it's going that will sound good that you can't start to learn. You know, some other places that... Yeah, oh yeah. G7 to C, right? Right. And look, in a way, from from your first example with the different inversions, folks, you should sing these intervals. Like, I'm hearing those. Because you can't sing them at the seventh of the dominant to the third. Exactly, and they're spreading out in that that instance. But it's like, that's G7 to E flat major to C major. Like, there's a lot of different things that can go, but you get those basic ones. Not even basic, the most logical places first. But it starts here. It starts with this. very basic and these are basic but they're very like they can be the foundation it's not like when you get more advanced because I know what people are thinking like yeah but that's not that kind of stuff you guys play it is how does it exactly check this out so you've got like the G7 so I just got the 7th the 5th and the 3rd without the fit with I mean sorry the 7th the root and the 3rd right F G B because you are omitting the 5th sometimes right so the foundation of that would but check this out G7 now I've got an E triad on top 100% those are good progressions right yeah, let's but break the foundation that is that 
right? Those. Look at what happens. Yep. There. That's that's where all this can stem from. And watching notes split out, making sure that notes are, make sure that you have a lot of nice half step gravity in your yep. voice leading. Right, but really just being conscious of what each chord is going to. And you can have, like, I would rather have weaker voicings and better voice leading than better voice, voice, voicings and weak voice leading. Yeah. Both are, are the sweet spot, right? That's what we're of course. aiming for. Yeah. But like, I don't. But that's part of the process of learning and then challenging yourself as you start to hear the interaction between those two. Like right. once you're leaning more towards really good voice leading or really good progressions, but some of the voicings aren't as strong. You can get away with that. But as you attune your ear to these things, you don't want to get away from it. But, right. but you're learning. And, and like you never want to get so set in where it's like these are the only – because you can come up with a great progression, but it's the only way you know how to do it. That gets boring. That's right. And even pianists that you might not think – like when you hear McCoy Tyner play – you know all the stuff from the from the John mm. Coltrane Quartet, right? All that stuff. Yeah. Like, wait, but he's just like plunking. Yeah. But he has. That's first of all, he's a master at that at that level. When you hear him play, you know, the Ballads album or Johnny Hartman, oh. his voice leading on those standards is incredible. Incredible. Someone like Monk too is maybe someone who you don't think of who has great voice leading. Yeah. But he does. He yep. has exceptional voice leading in oh, fact so a lot of his most creative chord voicings stem because it's uh, they're individual voices that move in interesting ways right well I, i'm so glad you said that and it's about thinking now this gets into some more advanced stuff but the found the pr foundational principles are the same as this but you take the beginning of ruby my dear absolutely that's a weird monk beautiful kind of like uh not you know, austere a little bit, a little bit of like beauty and tension in a way that like Monk was sort of a master of. But look at the voice leading. So it's really going. So we go. Yeah. Oh. And then. Yeah. It's so good. So, I mean, it's like you hear the whole thing. Each of the individual voicings, and I hear people do this too much. They, like, take these monk voicings. And first of all, they usually screw them up and put too many notes in it that aren't there. But they also, like, want to individualize them, you know, horizontalize them. Hashtag horizontalize. Is that a word? It is. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, as opposed to really getting the beauty of, like, the whole thing. Yeah. Like those voicings, be to, to give it, like, if he had done. It's fine. Like, I hear a lot of it's people. It's fine. Do, yeah, but like but the it's... adjustments, this is all chromatic and then shifts and then shifts again. Yeah. Well, okay. Very so, subtle, but so good voice. So now we can talk a, a little bit more about maybe the advanced principles of some of these voicings. And obviously, this isn't the deepest dive, but, you know, we have open studio it's courses on this kind of stuff. Um, Gentlemen's agreement to come. That's, that's right. But let's look at a more advanced version and what sort of some good principles of voice leading are. So first of all, there are three different ways that your voices can move against each other. You can move in parallel motion. You can move in contrary motion. You can move in oblique motion. Never knew that's what it was called. Where one note stays the same and others move around it. So if we look at like a two, five, one, uh, this is an example we've been using it over at Open Studio Pro to sort of demonstrate this stuff. 
like all of these. Something like that, right? So here we have a 2-5-1, it's a C minor 7. We're gonna do a tritone sub. We're gonna play the C and then sub it out halfway through. G flat 7, sharp 11, F7 sus, F7 flat 9 to a B flat over D. We'll say that. We're actually gonna change that last note. We're gonna keep the nine on top the whole time. So we're gonna keep a note on top the whole time. That gives us our oblique motion. Yeah. Do we have any uh, parallel motion? Absolutely. So just right here, right? Our C and our E flat turn into a G flat and an E. Parallel yeah. motion, both moving up the scale. Also, that state, that moves with it too. Also, E flat becomes F flat there, right? Yeah. Do we have any contrary motion here? We have oblique motion all, uh, all way here. And then we have some contrary motion here at the end. Uh, hold on. Where does it, there we go. Contrary motion here at the end where the B flat moves up, or so the A moves up to B flat and the F moves down to D. Right, so all three of those movements are present in this very simple. But, you, but then you get you get the melodic movement at several different places. You get the tension and release, not just on the macro level, but between each of those different chords. You get the opportunity with a great progression, and I'm kind of using that interchangeably with, with uh, voice leading, uh, but you have the opportunity for like the listener that doesn't understand all this to like be able to follow these things along and like that's the beauty of harmony that can be revealed just with simple kind of I mean relatively simple starting for sure and then getting into some really beautiful more complex advanced stuff but where you can bring the listener it's almost like really good voice leading um, really good progressions is a way to take the kind of uninitiated listener on a journey that's so like can be so interesting and beautiful without like just overwhelming them with a bunch of complexity you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's like it's like there's guideposts for the listener that doesn't have the technical ability to understand this, which they shouldn't. That's right. right. This That's like, it's like making something. You know what it is? It's making complicated shit sound simple. That's and right. Beautiful. The C on top with the oblique motion it helps draw the listener's ear yeah. in. All of these half step movements that are happening. Those are all little connection points. For all you, for little for connection points, so that you can. I mean, you could sing. Like if I were to let's pick the second note from the top. Yeah, that's all it is. That's a da, da, easy, da, da, da. and that's a good way to practice is to sing along. Bam, every single with one. it, and then leave that note out as you're playing it, and can continue to sing it. That's a great way. I learned that from doing the the Bach chorales back in the, the day. The third note down. That's all. That all. That's all. Yeah, and then it starts to tell you yeah. different places to go. Anyway, I think it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Chord nerd. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like that last chord. That last. Word. <laughs> you had an unsettled look on your face. Well, I, it's, Please I just resolve. What I, oh, that's what I was doing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's how. That's how we resolve it. Yeah. What about? Moo. I got Peter on the moo train now.
agreement Gentlemen's agreement Gentlemen's agreement You'll hear it eventually. 